0: This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Tuesday the 3rd of May. Move over. Elon Musk, Mike Cannon-Brooks' company, Grok Ventures, is looking to buy up to 11.5% of AGL. Wow. Now, it's going to cost him around $650 million, but could help him vote against AGL's D-merger. Meow. This is getting juicy, B-man. Listen to this one. In February this year, Sydney and Melbourne's property clearance rates were around 80%. Okay. Over the weekend, Sydney's property clearance rate dropped to very low 60s. Ooh. All them of inflation interest rate rises are scaring would-be buyers justin three delightful stories today really up and about after your skittles Brett let's do it <laughs> I'm on a high <laughs> for our first Qantas reckons it'll return to profitability next mm. financial year and it's also made a huge reveal that would change the way many of us travel a lot to unpack here Brett what is the story so we know Qantas had a bit of a mare thanks to covid <laughs> airports shut and borders were shut share price plummeted but things are definitely on the up yep. thanks to several key updates that Qantas just announced. Talk me through them. Well, Qantas said it was on a clear pathway back to full recovery. And in even bigger news, it expects to return to profitability next financial year. Big tick, but uh, what else did we have, Justin? Well, Qantas said they're going to buy 12 new Airbus A350s, and these babies will fly direct routes from Sydney and Melbourne to London and New York. Wait, so no 12-hour stopover? Not if you can afford it. (laughs) That's good news for Airbus and Qantas, but shocking for Boeing, Jazzy Boy, Mm -hmm. which has been through the ringer over the last few years. So what's the key learning here? Airbus and Boeing hold a pretty tight duopoly in the jetliner space. And these two are like Kanye West and Pete Davidson. Very bitter rivals. We're just thinking that myself, Justin. And the competition between these two, i.e. Airbus and Boeing, has been going on since the 1990s. You see, Brett, these two both look the same. They kind of act the same, but the division runs real deep. And both companies pretty regularly accuse each other (laughs) of getting unfair handouts. And Brett, 2020 was pretty much a write-off for both Airbus and Boeing but 2021 that saw Airbus edge ahead now that's in terms of aircrafts Mm -hmm. delivered and most flights and it looks like Airbus could be edging ahead once again in 2022 thanks to this new deal with Qantas but hey the year is still young (laughs) for our second story Apple has announced one of its best quarters in its 46 year history despite those pesky supply chain (laughs) issues and boom boom booming inflation honestly Brett can anybody stop them what is the story so we know that supply chains have been crunching down on all kinds of companies' bottom line. We saw Amazon posted slowest quarterly growth in years. ASOS profits down a whopper of 87%. The list goes on, but oddly enough, Apple's kind of killing it. Yep. Apple has seen their sales fly to $97 US billion just last quarter. (laughs) That's a billion with a B, my friend. Apple's third best quarter of all time. And profit? We'd be talking $25 US billion in a quarter. Holy smokes. Now, Apple could buy coals with one quarter of their profits if they (laughs) wanted to. And Brett... I know what you're thinking, didn't Apple sell less devices this quarter? Yes, I was thinking that, but its digital services segment picked up all that slack and saved the day. So what is the key learning here? Apple's long been known for its hardware Mm -hmm. products, like iPhones and iPads, but it's beginning to place a major focus on different forms of revenue through its software and services division. And when we talk about softwares and services, we're talking Apple Music, the App Store, iCloud, Apple TV Plus. Did you see Coda? And Brett, this segment tends to have a much bigger margin than its... Physical product. In other words, each dollar of service sales boosts Apple's profit a lot more than its hardware sales. And this helps Apple continue to see serious growth, even though sales in its devices segment might be slowing down. Ah, uh, Apple, can they do no wrong? <laughs> I think not. For our third and final story, Robinhood, the US online trading app, just reported worse than expected losses, not to mention shrinking revenue for the first quarter, too. <laughs> oh, that shrinkage can really get you, Justin. <laughs> How the mighty have fallen, my friend. Tell me more. So, Robinhood is the OG online trading platform for US retail investors. You know, like the rookies of the bunch. Now, Robinhood kind of became famous or infamous Mm -hmm. during (laughs) last year's GameStop saga. And they went public just a few months after it. But since its IPO, things have kind of gone from bad to worse for old Robinhood. Let me take you through it, Mm B-Man. For the three months to March 31, Robinhood's revenue was down 43% from 12 months ago. If I look over here, its losses were at around 392 mil. And what's ironic is that Robinhood's whole premise is that it makes trading affordable, which has helped it acquire customers. But now, my little friend, it looks like this business model might be posing some issues for their bottom line. So what is the key learning here? The freemium model is a specific type of business model where products are offered for free Mm -hmm. with the intention to upsell to non-free. In other words, premium. I'd be thinking apps like Spotify Mm -hmm. or Duolingo or even Candy Crush. And Brett, while not charging for a traditionally paid-for service does help acquire customers, it does have a pretty fatal flaw. It can be a bit of a risky way of making money. You see, when Companies have free apps. Mm -hmm. They're supporting a large number of non paying customers, which can lead to a major cash burn pretty quickly. Now, for old Robinhood, it found that out the hard way and had to cut around 9% of its workforce. And now they're seeing revenues plunge again. So it's going to be interesting to see where Robinhood takes this business. My word. Flux family, are you in HR or people and culture? And do you want to improve the financial well being of the people at your company? We've got the perfect solution for you. It's called Flux at Work. And already on board, we've got Kogan.com. Rad Connection Tixel. So if you want to check out what it's all about, head to flux.finance slash work. And the link will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.